Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Soul. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, we're back here. Final hour of the show for the week. And uh, joining us on the 72 Sold Sports Line to talk about this weekend's matchup with the Carolina Panthers is the one and only Arizona Cardinals sideline reporter, Paul Calvisi. Paulie, I, I asked Wolf if he was going to be a little bit uh, nicer and respectful, more respectful to you this week. And um, he did not give me a reassuring answer. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what a Chuck Roastery board is or whatever I was accused <laughs> of being last week. charcuterie board, Paul. Whatever. I, if this doesn't go better than last week, Luke, uh, going forward, I'm exclusively <laughs> and only going on the Pash Pod. I'm only going on the Dave Pash Podcast <laughs> if this doesn't go much. Because you know how this works. I mean, you know, Maloney in a panic calls me, says, can you save us? Can you save us from Wolf's lack of prep? Oh, no. And then I come on and I get ripped. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, you know, Wolf's on double secret probation. Okay, we are talking to Paul Windshield Calvisi here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Uh, Paulie, talk a little bit about this game in regard to Kyler Murray and whether or not you think we're going to see Kyler Murray. And by the way, when Wolf and I run into people in public and they all say the same thing, Wolf, your forehead's just as big as Calvisi's. So I'm just going to get that on the record right there. That's exactly why yeah. you ripped the other guy. Yeah, as I let's just make sure I get equal time around here. Uh, Kyla Murray. Well, it, Wolf, if you would have been listening last week at this time, what did I tell you? I told you I definitely did not expect Kyla Murray to play, and yes. you still didn't believe me, and on the team flight, and you're shoving cashews <laughs> in your mouth and eating Cobb salads, and you still didn't believe it. And there we were on game day in Santa Clara, and Kyla didn't even warm up, didn't even go through the pregame routine. Yeah. So there he was today, though. He was in front of the cameras. Now, I didn't see him moving a whole bunch. If he did, it was a little bit. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but... um. If you're making me bet one way or the other, I'm thinking they're going to err on the side of being extra cautious, and you're going to get game two of Colt McCoy, who, by the way, just put up the second-highest completion percentage in Arizona Cardinals history. How's that for execution? Taste it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, what is Since you brought up Colt McCoy, Paul, I mean, the, the confidence level in him, it seemed like it was high going into that game, but if you have to use him again this week against Carolina, I would imagine it's even higher now than it was after he put together that performance. And that's what Drew Stan said last week. He said, and I think we talked about this, right? The one thing you need is a backup. You need the confidence of the locker room. The guys need to believe that you can lead them to a win. He definitely has that. If guys didn't know about him, Marcus Golden told him about him and what he did last year, taking the Giants up to Seattle and winning. But I love the story Cliff Kingsbury told after the game. And he said it to the locker room as well, where he said in the offseason we were talking, and okay, Colt, if you come on board, here's how we see your role, and you'll be a mentor, and maybe you'll even be an assistant coach in some ways, and you'll be game planning. And, and, and Colt like cut him off and said, Cliff, um, I can really bleeping play. He's highly competitive, and I think he really relished that opportunity last week. And you saw him. You saw him just be a great decision-maker, did you not? He got the ball out, and he said that after the game. I wanted to make darn sure I was getting the ball out quick. But when it wasn't there and he was feeling the pressure, he didn't make the fatal mistake. He didn't throw a ball up. He didn't try and make something that wasn't there. He took the sack. 
And guess what? The Cardinals won the turnover takeaway game, three love, and that was the game in, in a lot of ways. So, yeah. And then when you're going out there and you're running it 39 times, okay, for better than four yards of carry, that's obviously a quarterback's best friend. And, and so far we've seen an offense, guys, that they can be what they need to be against certain opponents. Yeah, that's really a good point right there, Paulie. We're talking to Paul Fruits and Vegetables Calvisi <laughs> here on the... On the... Hey, 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 Luke, um, do me a favor. Call Dave Z. I mean, call Clue. <laughs> I don't know, Hanrahan in sales. All right. Oh. I mean, ever since Lance Armstrong flamed out as the face of the U.S. Postal Service, I mean, here's Wolf mailing in a Friday, okay? <laughs> you know, they had to get him an endorsement for the Postal Service right now. <laughs> We're talking to Paul. Vitamin C, Calvisi, here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Uh, okay, what about DeAndre Hopkins, Paul? What what can you tell us about D Hop right now? I mean, you're walking around the training room, of course. You're, I'm sure, observing no, guys that are being stop. treated inside. I mean, Paul, what I are mean, they Luke, saying? Luke, is Wolf reenacting the Cliff Kingsbury Friday press conference? I'm just getting all the injury questions right now. Okay, he's, he's got a bunch of names he's got lined just, up to call you. I just want to I mean, know. Do you think you're a beat writer? What's going on? Here's the deal. But DeAndre Hopkins was not out there. Do I expect right. him on Sunday? I do not. Based on what Cliff Kingsbury was Whoa. saying about being extra cautious with a hamstring and soft tissue injury. Next question. Okay, next question, or it's going to be on to Cincinnati. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a Belichick. It's going to be on to Cincinnati real soon. You know what, Luke? Luke, let me give you a theory. Speaking of receivers, okay. can I give you a theory? Yes. Okay, this is the part, this is the part of the show. I like to call, let me tell you about football. Oh, no, Paul. I have a theory on the Rams. Not this. In true L.A. fashion, the Rams just keep getting more cosmetic surgery. A facelift here, a Botox injection there. They're getting calf implants, a tummy tuck, a butt lift. Okay, I mean, maybe just maybe the Rams are trying real hard. Maybe they're in denial. Maybe they're just trying to conceal the fact that they looked in the mirror after week four, and they're not as good looking as the Arizona Cardinals. That's a great analogy, Paul. And now you got Sean McVay and Les Snead saying, hey, man, our main receiver, the guy who's leading the NFL against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, what did the headline in L.A. scream? Empty cup. Five receptions on 13 targets. Dude was a non-factor. Whoa. And then they Aaron Donald. Did he not have the lowest pass rushing grade of his career in that game, he according did. to Pro Football Focus? Oh, did you say empty cup? That was the headline. <laughs> that was, empty cup. That's you know. pretty good right there. And then Aaron Donald goes out there. <clears throat> what kind of impact on the game did he make? So yeah. they say, you know what? We better add Von Miller. And I, I just, you look at the Rams, I think there's a little bit of desperation because their game plan going into this season, the haughty Rams, and there they are, and they're mm. thinking, okay, from week 17 on, we're not going to leave our own home stadium. We've got a home game to finish the year, and then we're just going to go all through the playoffs of home field advantage, and the Super Bowl's in our place, and great, here we go, and it's going to validate everything we did, and it's return on investment. One problem, they can't win their own division. So they better make some moves, and that that they've done. Paul Calvisi, um, I appreciate you coming on. I understand if you never want to come on again after the uh, <laughs> the verbal well, attack you have suffered. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, apparently there's another toxic workplace around here. So, uh, you know, if you want to transfer me, give me the name of the sports. Can you put me in touch with a sports illustrator reporter? I've I've got a few stories yeah, and allegations to yeah, throw out there. Got some right there, Paul Beltai. <laughs> 
You know, actually, like. send me to Connie. Is Connie is in, is Connie still in HR? Just just transfer me over yeah, accordingly. Yeah, we'll yeah, just we'll move forward that, you over Paul, there. Right. Thanks, Polly. Okay, yeah. Paul. Okay. Paul Calvisi. Right. Luke, good to be with you. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. Polly, checking in on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com. Uh, and he just brought it up, and he brought up the Rams right there. So when we come back, we will uh, we'll get into that, what, uh, what the Rams – you know, it's a very good possibility the two best teams in football are in the same division right now. Yeah, right. You okay over there, Wolf? You need no. a break here? <laughs> okay, we're going to take that break. Uh, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. When's that shot? Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. <laughs> Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Wolf, how um, how intimidating would you say it is to do this segment with the shots of hot sauce sitting right next to us that we're going to be doing what, Matt, next it segment? It looks really, really good. It yeah, does, man. Are you kidding me? Some Frank's hot sauce, some Tabasco sauce, a little gunslinger as well. That's right. We got hot takes coming up. A shot of hot, baby. I'm looking forward to that drinking hot sauce. Yeah, see, this this is what worries me is you do this for fun, so I really feel like I'm I'm alone on an island here. Yeah, you know what? This is going to be interesting to watch you <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> yeah, if it goes. Down, I'm telling you right now, don't let it go down the wrong. No, pipe. I know that's okay. That's I'm that's going to be joking. disaster. You're going to be driving at that uh, point. <laughs> oh my goodness! Run for your <laughs> the lives. The tables have turned. That happens right there. All right, uh, this is Dan Orlovsky talking about the L.A. Rams in this arms race in the NFC West and the Rams taking another step, going out and getting Odell Beckham Jr. just a little over a week after they went out and added Vaughn Miller after an offseason where they added Matthew Stafford and they already had a good team. This is Dan Orlovsky talking about the arrival of OBJ in L.A. That Odell was okay with not being the focal point. Mm. He wanted to go just be a piece in this offense because – this is an offense that has Cooper Cup, who's yep. one of the top five receivers in all of football. They have Robert, Robert Woods, who's one of the top 15 offensive pieces in all of football that they love to get the ball to. Tyler Higby's a good tight end. Van Jefferson's a young, promising receiver. So Odell chose to go to a place that certainly has a dynamic offense that's going to win a lot of football games. It's going to be in a playoff hunt and a Super Bowl hunt. And he just wanted to go be a piece. In many ways, I go, well, why did he choose to go to a place where he's not going to be the focal point? And I sit here and think about it more and more, and I think he um, still believes that he's a dynamic talent, Mm. and he doesn't need 15 touches or 15 targets a game. He's going to make the best of his five or six targets a game. He believes that his talent will be proven more than strictly I need touches. If that's how he approaches it, then L.A. did just get scarier, right? I mean, I, I don't look at this move we are talking about earlier. It's not like, well, the Rams are 7-2, and two, but now that they have Odell, they're never going to lose again. But if you get into a one-and-done scenario, which is obviously what they are preparing for in the playoffs, um, he's certainly a guy that could, that could come up with a couple big plays in the fourth quarter. He could take over a game. Maybe he's the guy they go to because teams are focused on Cooper Cup or whatever. I, I don't know that this changes the, the playoff race in the NFC West, like the division title race. But I would I would agree if he approaches this with the right attitude, it's going to make the Rams a tougher out. You know, for me, once again, can I wait and see exactly how they're going to use OBJ before I start drawing conclusions? 
No. Because honestly, right now, I don't know how he's going to fit in there. You, 11 personnel is their number one personnel group. It's what the Rams do. One back, one tight end, three wide receivers. You got Van Jefferson, who is this young receiver that is developing right now, who's, what, 433 yards. Yeah. That's what you said earlier. Yep. 400. Here's a guy that is developing nicely. And what's so cool about it is he actually is the son of Sean Jefferson, the wide receiver coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Here's a guy that is developing right now, and you're going to bring OBJ in. It's not going to be Robert Woods that you're going to sit down, right? It's not going to be him. It's certainly not going to be Cooper Cup, as we all know. Are you going to go 10 personnel? You're going to go four wides, one back, no tight end? You're going to take Tyler Higby out of that situation? You're going to just... Line up and say, hey, Matthew, what do you say? You go out there, you're a gunslinger. Speaking of gunslinger and some hot sauce. We got gunslinger hot sauce right here. How about Matthew Stafford? You just turn into a gunslinger out there, man. You're just going to throw the ball every down. Right now, would it shock you to know the Los Angeles Rams, 7-2 and two Los Angeles Rams. Do you think the Rams, for the most part, um, would you say that they've had leads? Generally speaking, most every game except one, most every game for the most part, right? They've had leads and yet they've thrown the ball base in onions 62% of their plays, 38% of the time they ran the ball. And I'll promise you that's probably a situation in the fourth quarter where they've got a 14 point lead, a 17 point lead. And all of a sudden they start running the ball 62% of the time they throw the ball. Um, are they going to turn it into the air raid? That's what I want to know. It is, um, it's, they're disrupting something that's already working. So that doesn't mean that it's not going to be better with Odell Beckham. I mean, you are adding the talent of Odell Beckham, but I just don't think it's a given that this all of a sudden, like if they had had him all year, they'd be nine and oh right now. I, I don't think it's that because you are running a risk here. All the other teams that they talked about, that were on Odell Beckham's list or teams that were interested in him, like Green Bay, Kansas City, uh, New England, the Saints, he made more sense to me for any of those teams because they all kind of needed a a number two or, in the case of New Orleans, maybe even a number one receiver. New England could use a number one receiver, really. Um, Green Bay, he would have been the number two. Kansas City would have been the number two. In L.A., I, I mean, he might be the number four. Or he wedges his way in there, but they have like three twos. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not. I just didn't think it was as necessary for the Rams to get him, but I do appreciate what they're doing. You know, for me, once again, though, I wonder how are they going to use him right here? This is this is fascinating. Um, yeah, you can never have enough talent, right? But OBJ, um, how's he going to do if he gets one or two receptions a game? How's he going to do? This is DeMarco Farr from yesterday talking about that exact topic. Deshaun Jackson just went through it, and he asked his way out of here because he could not crack that top three. Van Jefferson has been the third receiver. He's been the triumphant between Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and then Van Jefferson. So Deshaun Jackson was kind of the odd man out. He couldn't take it. He's out of here. And the one thing that, that have made Robert Woods and Cooper Cup so good together over the years is They've been unselfish. They don't care who gets the football. They don't care whose number has been called. They either block hard, run routes to clear out, or catch the football. So very unselfish guys. So Deshaun Jackson didn't fit in with that group, so he's out. And then you go and bring in OBJ to the same mix. So I don't know how you incorporate all that 
into this receiving core without actually changing it. So uh, we'll see. It's up to Sean McVay. Like I said, this is a whole lot of sizzle. Uh, now Sean McVay has to bring the steak. <laughs> that is really, really good right there by DeMarco Farr, friend of the Wolf and Luke show, I might add. Yeah. Former teammate of mine right there. Do we have John Johnson the third? Do we have his cut on OBJ? We do not have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this because it really does apply. Gather on the transistor and press here. This coming from Brown Safety. Brown Safety, John Johnson the third, who spent the past four seasons with the Rams. Okay, he was on a Zoom call. This is what he said. They had a good thing going, like a complete offense. I don't know. I just feel like from being in L.A., I know for a fact the offense runs through Cooper Cup, even in the run game, the pass game, the screen game. It kind of runs through Cooper Cup. So obviously Odell's a big name, and he's going to want that attention as well. It will be interesting. I mean, you've got dudes that are wondering, how is this going to go out there? I don't know. Maybe they've talked to OBJ. Maybe Les Snead. Maybe. Of course they have. Maybe Sean McVay has sat down and gone, how are you going to be now? How are you going to be if you get two targets a game? Uh, I'm sure they've talked to him about that. But why would he go there then? It is going to be interesting. That That's the one thing that is definitive because he may make the Rams great or they may already be great and they may be, they might be trying to, to fix something that isn't broken. You know what I mean? I think, I think most Cardinals fans had the same reaction that I did. When the Rams added Von Miller, it's like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, this is going to be, right. it's going to be a battle all the way down to the NFC Championship, maybe. When they added Odell Beckham, it's like, it's, I mean, it's a name and it's talent, but not nearly to me, somebody that can bring the potential impact to that specific team that Von Miller can. Yeah, not only that, too. How is OBJ going to act? How's he going to be? What kind of teammate is he going to be in there? I got one more from Matthew Stafford. We played a lot from him earlier, but along the lines of what you just asked. We do things a certain way, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time. You know, we work our tail off. We have a bunch of fun. We got a bunch of great guys that are willing to do whatever it takes to try and win. I know, you know, he's excited about getting the opportunity to come in and try and win. That's what he wants to do. Um, and if that's what he wants to do, then shoot, that's that's what we're all about. So uh, I got no problems. I'm excited about it. He's talking about culture right here. That's what he started the cut. Play the very first part of that cut. We do things a certain way, and, and um, Bam. you know, you it's, just it's cut a, it. It's a fun- we do, we do things a certain way here. That's culture. See, that's how you do things. That's why I'm surprised they're tinkering with it. Not Me that too. not that it definitely won't work, but. They already had Cooper Cup. They already had 2,000 yards, 146 receptions, and 17 touchdowns between their top three receivers. To a certain extent, this would almost be like the Cardinals going out and getting Odell Beckham earlier this week. It's like, okay, yeah, that'd be cool. It's a story. The Cardinals don't need Odell Beckham. No. The Rams don't need Odell Beckham. They no. really don't. He needs them more than they need him. Now, he can help them, but to your point, he's got to have the right attitude. And to Matthew Stafford's point from earlier, he's got to prove he's got the right attitude. Because I'm sure Van Jefferson heard this news and was like, he's not taking my job. You why, know? Why are you still talking? I've just figured we'd go all the way till two and not do the next segment where we're taking shots of hot sauce while answering questions from Aaron Maloney. But I guess we'll go to break. I mean, you're late, Luke. <laughs> we're always late. Now you care? Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, it is the segment with hot topics and even hotter sauce. Hot takes is next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on 98.7 FM. Arizona Sports Station.
98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> the segment with hot topics and even hotter sauce. You want an atomic pepper? I got some milk. This is Hot Takes with Wolf and Luke. All right. I don't fully know why we're doing what we're about to do here. We've got uh, a number of shots of hot sauce in front of us here. Do you yes. remember how this started, Wolf? Um, no. Okay. Well, we don't have time to get into the history of this, but uh, it basically started when uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Kyler Murray and we are talking about how his running ability, if he just runs, that's like having just hot sauce without the actual food. Yeah. You want, to, you want you need the mix, right? It should be something extra on top of the food. And you said, I'll just drink hot sauce. That's right. Why and, not? And Erin Maloney got that look on her face, and now we're sitting here doing shots of hot sauce before every take. So... Aaron's going to throw out some topics. We have to. The rule is we have to take a shot of hot sauce before we can answer. Okay. <laughs> She's going to ask us a question, yes. and we're going to do the shot and then answer. Yes, that's okay. why it's hot cool. takes. Now, okay. I want to just say I'm partially not under protest, but I since have found out that Wolf just drinks hot sauce for fun. Are you delaying this? Yes. yes. Oh, sorry. we got to go to break. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Aaron. All right, Mel. I'm ready. Take it All away. All right. Question number one. PJ Walker versus Colt McCoy. All right, so okay. I got to take this shot of hot sauce. You, you go first. Uh, we both go. We're both. We're both. You answering have to the question. take the you shot. Got, you got to take the shot and answer. Take the shot and answer. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> that is not something that's meant to be drank. That is disgusting. PJ Walker versus Colt McCoy. Let's go, Luke. I will take Colt McCoy and a lot of milk. I don't know why I stopped talking while you were taking the shot. I think we both take the shot at the same time. Oh, that time. is so good right that there. That's not how I would describe it. That is Frank's it. hot sauce. God, that is... I'm going to go Colt McCoy, of course. P.J. Walker right now. 71 pass attempts. He's played in seven games. He's thrown five interceptions and one touchdown. Stats. What are you talking about? He's got a quarterback rating of 42. I'll take Colt McCoy and run with it. Now you're just showing off that you can talk with a nice shot of hot sauce. Wow, that was really good. Let's go. Number two. On this day in 1933 in Philadelphia, the first Sunday football game was played. Sunday night football versus Monday night football. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's awful. Um, Sunday night football. Why? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday Night Football, I don't know, just because like those always seem to be the better games. Monday Night Football is like, hey, this is awesome. It's Monday Night Football, but it always seems to be kind of like a letdown of a game. Yeah. And also, my tongue's on fire. Okay, I'm going to go um, Sunday Night Football because I do love it right here. Monday Night Football, it's almost too too much. At one point in time, you, you sit there and think, hey, the week is over. The weekend is over. It's time to get on with our week. Next game. Oh, no, you got a Monday night game. No, that's awful. Um, I'm going Sunday night football because it's the last game played every week, as far as I'm concerned, because Monday night football does not register. Man, this is good. Let's get to question three. Do you have a technique for what you're doing? Because I'm pretty sure I can see through time. It's No, but my mouth is watering big time. (laughs) All right, guys. ASU football. Versus facing another interim coach. It's going to be their third week. Uh, okay. Hey, give me something that's going to make me throw up and then make me talk about ASU football. Okay. This is dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Go. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. What was the question again? ASU, ASU football? football versus another interim coach. 
Um, I think ASU ASU should be able to win this week. I think um, maybe that's just the hot sauce talking, but I feel like ASU should be able to win this game. Of course, I've thought that a few times this season, and they haven't. But I will take ASU this weekend. Wolf's doing all the shots. <laughs> Wolf's like making sure he gets every last drop out of these things. <laughs> Man, that is so good right there. It really is. Uh, my mouth is watering. It wants a wing is what it wants. Yeah, we um, need wings. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> ASU football versus another interim coach. Um, You know, ASU football right now, their biggest enemy, it has nothing to do with an interim coach whatsoever. It has nothing to do with that. It's more about them, ASU, being a, a team that needs to focus and bring that concentration to the field game after game after game. If they can do that, they'll go ahead and they'll win out. But that's a big if, based on what we've seen so far. They've got to bring that discipline to the field. All right, we're going to take this up a notch because, Wolf, this is too easy for you. Okay, so for this, hey, what about me? I'm in here too. For this next one, we'll do the gunslinger. Oh, this this the is gunslinger. like this is metallic red. Is we'll do the food? Tabasco, the last one, but we'll do the, the gunslinger okay. for this one. Ready? Yes. Losing on a last-second buzzer beater. Versus losing on a last-second interception. Oh, I smelled it. That okay. was a mistake. Oh. <laughs> That's not even good. All right. That's terrible. <laughs> is, I'm trying is, not to breathe it in. Okay, that is good. What was the question? <laughs> losing on a last-second buzzer beater versus losing on a last-second interception. Did your voice just change? Uh, or am I imagining that? It did a little bit right there, man. I can tell you what, the gunslinger was a little saucy. Um, There was stuff floating around in it. I'm not sure that and was like supposed Frank's, to be there. Uh, yeah. It's jalapeno seeds. Continue. Um, oh, good. Okay. You know what? Honestly, right now, especially when you lose on a 60-foot nothing but net shot. All right. Don't bring that no up There's no doubt again. about it. It has to be. That is the worst way to lose a game. See, I would say that that way is actually more acceptable because there's some luck involved. I don't remember what your other option was because for some reason I'm drinking hot sauce live on the air. <laughs> But uh, I would rather lose on the buzzer beater because at least you can say, okay, they just got lucky. What am I supposed to do? All right. Last one, guys. Okay. We'll okay. do the Tabasco, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's something wrong, though, with the gunslinger. Something I wrong mean, with this entire thing that's it going was, on There right was now. stuff floating around. It was, in a, it, it was jalapeno seats. It was thick. Ready, guys? Yes. No. The Rams receiver room versus Tabasco. the Cardinals receiver room. Oh, okay. This is Tabasco. We're do- okay, you're already going. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to break. That's so good. That's so good. I broke rule number one and inhaled the hot sauce. Okay, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins as my number one receiver over Cooper Cup. Okay, can I say that right there? Can I say that out loud? I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins over Cooper Cup as my number one receiver. Yeah, I'm going to do that and dig my heels in on that one as well. I'm taking A.J. Green as my number two receiver over Robert Woods. How does that taste? Not good. Like hot sauce, as a matter of fact. And I'm taking Christian Kirk as my number three. You know what? I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals and their wide receiver room. 
Yeah, I don't even care anymore. We're going to break. Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals over the Rams. That was good. Man. All right. Uh, coming up, how are the Cardinals feeling heading into Week 10? We get you ready for Cards Panthers with some audio from practice today. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Does anyone have a pepperoni and cheese sandwich that we could put that hot sauce on, as a matter of fact? Yeah, I'd just like to point out that uh, Maloney gave us eight shots just in case like, in case the, the segment went too quick or whatever. Yeah. So we got through five. Right. I'm like, okay, we got through five. I look over, we're talking during the break, and Wolf's just drinking the last three. Just, uh, Why just not? Sipping them. I mean, honestly, it just it's something, again, that I really, really love. Everything is better with hot sauce. Everything. Yes, everything is, but nothing is not. So hot sauce with nothing is not better. I see your point on that one, Luke. That was pretty good. <laughs> Yes, you put the hot sauce on the food. I love it. You know, once again, try to put some Frank's Red Hot on vanilla ice cream. Just vanilla ice cream. Stop and think about it. You think, okay, now now make sure it's cold, though. It's very cold. It's ice cream. It, yeah, but you know how sometimes it's soft ice cream? Yeah, like a, like it's that. softer? You want it really hard where you got to dig down. you got to dig in there and get a little grease on that scoop and put it into the bowl where it's almost still frozen, right? Okay. And then you take the hot, the Frank's hot sauce, and you put that on there. Man, I'm telling you, it is awesome. Do you eat anything without hot sauce on it? Um, yeah, sometimes I'll go with a spicy brown mustard or something like that. <laughs> right. I, yeah. That's, I thought you were going to say wings. I thought that was, no. I thought you were going to say that's the oh, one thing man. you eat without hot sauce. No, just don't call them buffalo wings unless you're using Frank's Red Hot. Understand that. All right, I can't feel my mouth, so we're going to play some audio here. This is, uh, Cl- I'm going to start here. This is Cliff Kingsbury talking about uh, having to talk to the media three times a week. No, it's it's not bad. Y'all, y'all are a good group. Um... But yeah, I would I would rather be doing something different. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, but when's the last time you had a conversation with somebody and they're like, "Well, I'd rather be doing something other than talking to you." But go ahead. Cliff doesn't care. He really doesn't care about the whole media thing, which is interesting because everyone thought, you know, oh my goodness, Cliff Kingsbury, this guy that who did they compare him to? Ryan Gosling or Gosling or Ryan Gosling? Gosling, right? Yeah. You know, he's some some movie star type some guy. Movie right? star, and everyone yeah. thought that Cliff would be Cliff is He's the exact opposite. <laughs> I can tell you right now though, my mouth is still watering so much from the fact that we did the shots of hot. Um It's probably because you kept drinking it during the break. What? That's probably why. No, it was not. I think that's probably part of it, yes. Does your face feel like it's on fire, though, right now? Yeah, but it always does at this point in the show. <laughs> that, that's not, that has nothing to do with the hot sauce. <laughs> You're so full of it. Um, He's got swag, like Cliff, yeah. And everyone thought, you know what, Cliff was going to have swag, and because of that, he was going to want to get in front of a camera, get in front of a microphone, and he's absolutely the opposite of that. Which is stunning. Yeah, that that really that really is not Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, here's Cliff talking about OBJ and Von Miller signing with LA. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, anytime you play division opponent, you know it's going to be a battle, and they, those are two huge signings for them. And, and guys want to be um, in that city, in that market, and we get that. But we, we think we have a good thing out here too. 
So, um, you know, we'll play them and see how it goes. <laughs> I can't wait for December 13th. Oh, man, that is, it's going to be awesome. A it month really from tomorrow. Right now. Yeah. I, honestly, not yet, though. Not not December. Don't don't start looking at December right now. We have Thanksgiving. Just that one game. Up. No, we you're right. I don't want to speed through Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving. We've got to slow it down right here. The Arizona Cardinals, can you imagine this? Think about this, Space and Onions. If, in fact, the Arizona Cardinals win this game against the Carolina Panthers at State Farm Stadium, they're going to be 9-1. and one. Nine and one on the season. Is anyone else going to be nine and one in the um, National Football League if, in fact, they no, win this game? I don't believe so. There's nobody else that's going to be nine and one who possibly can be nine and one. We're better than you, and we know it. And then, of course, we're going to go up to Seattle and play the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Russell Wilson is back, and anytime Russell Wilson is back with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, look out up in Seattle with the. Whoa, that's a full rainbow. That's exactly right. Um, you might want to strap on the Depends and start bombing the Emodium AD. Just a little tip from your Uncle Ron, because that one could get a little sideways. But can you imagine if they can win up there in Seattle? No, oh, they yes, I've and seen suddenly, them do it. Ten and one, ten and one, going into the bye week. I might add. All right, the hot sauce has gotten to you. You're, you the the day that Ron Wolfley looks more than one game ahead. I know that we've had too much hot sauce on the show. Well, you know what? Honestly, it's starting to concern me. Right? Well, you're Just good. The fact that I'm so confident in we've, the Cardinals. We've got uh, we've got highlights that Rick put together for us. <laughs> Monday. I don't know that there is a quarterback I'd rather have than him now because my answer was always Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not sure this is Patrick Mahomes playing for the Chiefs this year. Dip and rip on guys. Um, It makes you want to dip and rip on guys, if you know what I'm talking about. Do you guys sit around and talk about Texas? <laughs> no, I certainly don't talk about Oklahoma. Tuesday. All right, that was uh, the wide word, uh, wide world of words. It's really just going to be me trying to say the name of it every, every week. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for that. Wolf, I feel like you would have liked living with like oil lamps, like it's like medieval times or something. You know what? Honestly, an oil lamp, I, the smell, I think, would bother me. But some torch hanging from a wall, <laughs> that right there, I think that'd be awesome. Hey, you just said that you're an expert um, in losing when you were in the league. You said that with your time with the Browns. Boy, I like it. Now you're piling on. <laughs> no, Wednesday going to be a backup quarterback, PJ Walker, XFL great. So apparently that <laughs> apparently XFL great. Or oh, that was a good drop by you, Rick. Was, right that, was that over the air or XFL just in our ears? XFL great. Okay. That was over the air. Okay. okay, good. They ended Jake DeLome's career for the most part in the postseason right there. It goes back to the NFC Championship, Five too. Five interceptions. He had that year for the Browns. Yeah, that's not really. Yeah, right. <laughs> he did play again. Rick, turn your mic off. <laughs> What are a backup. I heard a backup quarterback. Right. Um, yes. I'm telling you. 34 gut. Red, red, right. Uh, yeah. All right, Wolf. This is already. This segment's already off to a better start. It didn't take me three tries to turn my own microphone on. So it's not like something I do 50 times a day, and this time 
Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes ago, I just couldn't turn it on. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that uh, that support in my time of need. Thursday. It is the sensation unlike any other when you collectively have a city <laughs> that makes the realization Frank Kaminsky is taking over and we're in good hands with yeah. Frank Kaminsky. Listen, All the guacamole was in like one of those little like, I don't know, those little containers. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to get just the a, container yeah, I'm trying to get just a little bit on it yeah. while you're doing your read and I'm trying okay. to be quiet and just all of it right no. now. <laughs> I was hoping Honestly, you were going to spill it on your shirt. Take ice cream, put it in a bowl, and put Frank's Red Hot over it, and then eat it. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! You will not even believe how good that is. I could not. Alright, that, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks to uh, Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We've got uh, Burns and Gambo coming up next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Peace Station. Peace and strength.